Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's nothing magical about passing the bill by Christmas. It's an artificial deadline to prompt action. But unlike wine, this bill may not get better with time, especially as President Biden's polls sag. That's Chad Pergram on uh, Fox News talking about the BBB plan, the Build Back Bolshevik, which I uh, uh, I christened earlier BBZ, because if this thing comes back, it's a zombie. It's Build Back Zombie. This bill is dead. Yeah, well, it's a kind of a um, quirk of timing and history that this thing is going to die. There was a decent chance there for a while that this change America forever, and those are the words of people from right, left, and center. There's just no doubt about that. Practically every aspect of life, the relationship between work and welfare, education, green stuff, all kinds of different things were never going to be the same, not to mention the adding 5 to $6 trillion to our debt. There is a decent chance it's going to pass. Now through some just quirks of history, Biden's poll numbers hitting at the same time that Omicron causes the economy to, I mean, just some whatever. Well, we got inflation, lucky. obviously. Yeah. yeah, inflation. We got lucky. We dodged a bullet. This thing is dead. Yeah, and don't leave out that part of the Build Back Bolshevik plan was the uh, government raising your child. They called it pre-K, but it was your government indoctrinating your child from the earliest years. Uh, why is it dead? What's going on? Chad Pergram again in clip 60. The best laid plans of Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer may have gone astray. We aim to pass it before Christmas. Senate Democrats continue our work to pass the President's Build Back Better Act before Christmas. My goal is to have the Senate take take action to debate and pass the President's Build Back Better legislation before we hit Christmas Day. Senate Democrats remain upbeat that the Senate can still pass the bill before December 25th. But those hopes are dimming. Unresolved issues linger on immigration, taxes, and health care. The best Christmas present the American people could hear was that this bill was going nowhere. Well, I think, uh, Senator Mitch, you're going to get your, your wish. Well, from the looking a gift horse in the mouth department, which is kind of specialty of mine, I was uh, I was talking about this months ago that uh, this 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 thing might die, probably would die, would die, and then everybody on the would be, yeah, we stopped it, uh, stuck it to them, yeah. After the Democrats, while they had a brief period of controlling government, spent what did they spend total during their period of time? Five trillion dollars, at least, yeah, five trillion dollars. How come when my party gets control of government, they don't do anything that's gonna, gonna replace and, uh, repeal and replace Obamacare? Nah, not so much. We're going to finally get to immigration. Nah, we can't agree on anything, so we won't. The Democrats, man, Obamacare changed healthcare forever. And this stuff will change all kinds of different things, including our debt forever. When the Democrats get in power, they do things. Well, the Republicans they have a not advantage. so much. Well, see, that's the problem. The Democrats have a built-in advantage. Giving people stuff, starting new entitlements, is extremely difficult to end or scale back. Extremely difficult. Doing something conservative is extremely easy to undo. You just undo it. You you, you open the borders back up again. You change the laws, whatever. 
It's just that there is an intrinsic advantage to entitlements. If that's the card you want to play, if that's how you buy votes, they have a huge advantage in that way. Now, the whole uh, repeal and replace Obamacare thing, no, nothing happened. They just couldn't come to an agreement. You're absolutely right about that. Um, Permanent border fix, they've been super weak on that as well. I agree. But if they came up with the best border fix in the world, the Democrats would find a way through executive orders and, and slow walking and, and turning to their lefty colleagues in the federal bureaucracy to undo it. They just have an advantage. We just have to live with it and be better, be smarter. And win one of those two Georgia Senate races, which would have and saved the country. Lose them like idiots, right. Would have saved the country trillions of dollars. Yep. Yep. But don't get me started on that again. You know how I get so, <laughs> I got a lot of good short stuff to cram in this hour. Okay, let me tease this can. for next next segment. A couple of health things. Uh, one of them I went through earlier. We'll do again. One of them I just mentioned, and you wouldn't believe how many texts we got about women and chin hair. Got a lot of texts about that. New York Times okay. has an article. New York Times has an article out about women in Chenier. But anyway, the New York Times also had a big article about the relationship between weight loss and exercise that I thought was pretty darn interesting. I'm going to tell you, it ain't the greatest news in the world, but I certainly think this time of year, we're all thinking about trying to keep our weight in check, and most common New Year's resolution is to lose weight, blah, 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 blah. So we'll check in where the latest science is on that next segment. Got some blockbuster emails from you folks, too, that I want to get in before the end of the year because tomorrow is our Clips of the Year show. Yeah, I know. Believe it or not, we're oh, here I'm already. so drunk tomorrow. Oh, my God. If you're not familiar with the Clips of the Year show, it is, it's so much fun. It's so interesting to hear the funny things, the moving things, the crazy things, the gigantic scandals that were shaking the world for like two days back in February. And you'll think, oh, yeah, right. It's just, it's so entertaining. So we'll have the clips of the year for you tomorrow. And yes, of course, if you can't listen for whatever reason live, we'll have it for you via podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, let's see, before we go to break, uh, do I have anything short? Oh, we were talking earlier about London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, completely reversing field, 180 degrees on the defund the police thing. And remember, she actually cut $120 million from the police budgets in San Francisco. And crime went down because people realized their city cared about them and white supremacy receded and the workers' utopia came to full flower and, oh, no, crime in every every aspect of it exploded. Every sort of crime exploded. Not many people are worried about violent crime. Uh, just saw this poll. 89% of voters nationwide concerned about violent crime. Almost mm. 90%. Well, a note on property crime. This is from, we'll just call him, I'll call him Sergeant Anonymous. I work at the Golden Gate Bridge, where vehicle break-ins happen on a daily basis. That's where my brother and his uh, family got robbed while being transferred from one military assignment to another one. So that's that, uh, if you've never been there, there's a big parking area where everybody parks their cars so they can walk across the Golden Gate Bridge. And, Mm -hmm. geez, I went there for decades. I've probably been there 50 times. Myself and with family members when they come out to visit and that sort of thing. Back when nobody ever got broken into. Now it's constant. Right. Constant. If you have, say, a ballpoint pen that's more than half full of ink, 
in your car, I'd go ahead and leave your windows down in your trunk open because it's going to get smashed and grabbed. Anyway, so uh, Sergeant Anonymous works at the Golden Gate Bridge. Tourists carrying money and electronic stuff leave it in their car just waiting to be ripped off, ripped out through the broken window no matter how many people are standing around watching. You can't blame them because the drivers now carry guns of the getaway cars so they can jump out if anyone dares approach while their partners are conducting their business. Today, a woman got into her car, was about to leave a paid parking stall in a busy parking lot by the Welcome Center. A car had stopped behind her as if wanting her spot. She got out to give them the paid ticket stub you leave on your dash. As she handed it to the driver, she didn't notice that the passenger in that car was actively pulling luggage out of the back of the broken rear window of the vehicle parked on the other side. She drove off thinking she did a nice thing for some nice people. They were pulled up and stopped behind her because they were emptying all the luggage out of some poor tourist's cars. You know what that is? That's a breakdown in civilization. The idea that people are breaking into cars, smashing the windows and pulling stuff out when there's crowds of people everywhere. I think most of us have had the, well, I'm safe here. It's the middle of the day. There are cars and people everywhere. I'm okay. Nope. Not there. Not in San Francisco. Doesn't matter. Middle of the day, there are people everywhere. They're still going to smash your window and take stuff out because... Everybody's scared they got guns. They realize if you call the police, it ain't going to do anything. So Right. They do it with impunity. I'd That's like amazing. to see uh, thieves of, of, of luggage and whatever. I'd like to see them treated more like horse thieves in the Old West. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have no problem with that whatsoever. A little, we need way more vigilante justice around this. I'd love to see some of these people just beaten senseless. And I know that is not a good libertarian impulse, but I want people to be scared to break into somebody's car. That there's some sort of penalty for that. You know, I'm going to make up a name just so there's nothing tied to it. But if if you're like uh, you operate Jones Department Store, legendary department store, four floors on Union Square in San Francisco, and a gang of thugs comes in to smash and grab and take this stuff, I want to see an army of like 30 guys with ball bats come pouring out of the stock room. I'm all for it. All for it. Probably going to stop right there. Well, if you're if you if if it's going to be the law of the jungle, well, then I have every bit, uh, I've got every right to root for my side of the law of the jungle, right? I mean, apparently, sure, bets are off. I'm more of a you know due process. We pass a law. This is the penalty for this. We'll hold them. But since none of that is happening, yeah. that's no longer yeah. on the table. Let's just have a group of people that go around and say, no, you're not going to break into stuff around here. Or, you know, actually having the guys pour out of the back room and administer wholesale ass whoopings is probably unnecessary. You keep them out in the front. You have three of them at the entrance. You have three more inside the entrance. You have two in every department, guys with billy clubs, big, mean-looking sons of bitches with billy clubs. And and folks come in and they think, how about we go somewhere else? And hey, progressives come in. Hey, progressives who don't like that sort of thing, that's what will happen if you allow this lawlessness to continue. I mean, have you watched The Godfather? Do you know about uh, how Vegas rose up there? If you don't have a way to control the crime, the mob, they'll, they'll hire thugs to control the crime because there are people that have bars and restaurants and stores who don't want them stolen from. If the police aren't doing anything about it, they will hire tough guys to stop this from happening. And so if you don't like extrajudicial justice, well, then go with the regular kind. Well, and I have one final note, a little style point here. The uh, billy clubs that I'm picturing the, the goons carrying, let's call them Gascones. 
Oh, That'll like be it. what the clubs are called, Gascones, after George Gascone, who ruined San Francisco and is in the process of ruining L.A. We cannot prosecute our weight out of social inequalities, income inequalities, the unhoused, the desperation that we have. Oh, it's not easy being green. Well, <laughs> actually, gonna... I'm red. I'm a communist. Did he get his tongue caught in something, or is that just the way he talks? I don't know. He sounds like a crazy I, I person. I don't know the guy, personally. With crazy impulses. Anyway, uh, this time of year, we're all worried about gaining weight. First of the year, we want to lose weight. New York Times with the latest science on how hard that is. It ain't the best news. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My fault, my fault, my fault. Can you get him another beer? I just dropped it. What'd you have? A truly? My fault, y'all. I'm sorry. Defensive specialist, waiter, Gary Payton doing it all tonight here in India. <laughs> Golden State Warrior knocks somebody's uh, drink out of their hand and offers to buy it back during the game, I guess. So Let me get you one of those. What flavor is that? Is that peach? Let me get you the peach. That's, that's a classy gent. Uh, I'm looking forward to a Golden State Brooklyn Finals with Durant taking on his old team. Also, Harden, who could never get past the Warriors when he was with Houston. That could be quite the drama. Of course, his beard weighs him down. I've been saying that for years. His beard weighs him down. Speaking of beards. So I got two health stories from the New York Times. One of them was... Women and their, it's uh, why do women sprout chin hairs as they age? And what's the best way to remove them? I just brought that up briefly earlier. And we got a lot of texts about that. We got this text. Please don't skip over the no chin for her story. <laughs> My 30-year-old wife currently has a Chia Pet type of situation. I need answers. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry. There's not much to it. It's just got to do with a menopause comes on, changes your hormone situation, you start growing hair on your chin, and you either, you either shave it or you look like James Harden. Those are your, those are your options. Oh, pretty boy, much. that's not a great look for the gals. Of course, you know, I have my own preferences. Everybody has their <laughs> type. Maybe a thick beard is your type. No, it's, you know, it's uh, dudes deal with the same thing. Why are, why are your ears so hairy? You know, why are you sprouting whiskers out of your ears all of a sudden when you turn 50 or whatever? I it's part of being human. The whole aging thing, I'm over it. I'm not impressed. No, no freaking kidding. I kept saying that in the hospital. Um, why do we all get so hairier as we get older, though? Some change in hormones. I mean, I know, I know chemically or technically or biologically, whatever the right word would be, I know why that's happening. But evolutionarily speaking, why are we getting hairier as we get older? Well, things just start to break. They start to run badly. Um, nature wants you out of the way. Get out of the way, oldster. Let the young people cavort and breed. So we want us all less attractive to each other so that the young people will breed. So no, the guy with the hairy <laughs> So the guy with the hairy ears and the hairy back won't mate with or try to mate with the woman with the beard. Right. Well, no, not right. That's idiotic. It's it's not evolutionarily intentional. I think it's just a, an offshoot. It's things starting to go bad. Gotcha. The other story of more import is the how exercise affects metabolism and weight gain around the biggest loser 
study that they did a couple of years back. So remember, a big breakthrough in knowledge about weight loss came out of the TV show The Biggest Loser. Yeah, when depressing s- knowledge about weight loss, as I recall. Yeah, it was, but it, you know, I don't know about everybody else, but I'd like to know the truth. Uh, and the truth that they learned from The Biggest Loser was all those people, that was a hit TV show for years on NBC, and lots of people lost triple-digit weight, and pretty much every single person gained all of it back. So what the heck, they figured out. Well, um, and more in, in many cases. The thing is, and we've talked about this for years now, whether you, maybe you're not hip to it, and then I'll move on to the latest knowledge, is if you your body gets used to a certain weight, your brain decides that's the weight you're supposed to be. Unfortunately, it's usually a weight heavier than we'd like. And then if you lose weight, if you get below that number, your body goes into crisis mode and does everything it can do biologically to try to get you back to that old weight. So if I'm 200 pounds and I get down to 185, uh, my my metabolism slows to like zero. So even if I just eat lettuce and peas and corn, uh, it's going to hoard every calorie and burn off none to try to get me back up to 200 pounds, my stupid body. Well, they found out that the same thing happens around exercise. If you exercise, your body says, uh-oh, we're burning calories exercising. No more no more burning calories. We'll exercise without burning calories. And your body goes into crisis mode around that, too. No. And a lot of it, and there's, there's a tiny advantage, but not near as much as you would think to losing weight from the exercise. You're killing me with this. Yeah, good to know. Huh? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mr. President, it is an honor and, of course, a pleasure to be here at this time of challenge and with the coronavirus, financial insecurity for families, national disasters, and more. Our country could not be more, could not be better served than with this most experienced, capable hands than yours, President Biden. He's just perfect. Wow, the award ceremony down at the old folks' home. The resident of the year, Joe Biden, celebrated by 97-year-old Nancy Pelosi in a near-coherent tribute. Did she say you're just perfect? Is that what she said at the end? Yes. Does this sound perfect to you? Get ready, pal. You're going in for a problem. Oh, boy. Get ready, pal. You're going to in for a problem. Get ready, a, pal. You're going to in for a, a problem. Tried to cut the line at the uh, the, the Jell-O counter. <laughs> They're at the home. And great grandpotus threatened to uh, bust his chops. Get ready, pal. You're going to in for a problem. An aging corn pop was going to attempt to get the last slab of green Jell-O. And Joe Biden said, no, you ain't. Get ready, pal. Right. Well, Corn Pop was a bad dude. Um, so uh, on the topic we finished up uh, last segment with, I want to fill in a little of that. So we got this text. Listening to the conversation about exercise and metabolism while on the treadmill, hard enough to exercise without you guys telling me it has no impact on my weight. Damn it, you guys. You're the reason I'm fat. Well, I don't know if you are fat, but... 
evolution and biology are the reasons we're all fat, modern lifestyle and all that sort of thing. But uh, we know that if you lose weight, your body's metabolism go drops to burn fewer calories. If you're 10 pounds lighter than you were a month ago, your body is burning fewer calories at rest to try to get you to gain those 10 pounds back. That's depressing. Well, this latest information, and they got it in the New York Times, it's a study around the TV show The Biggest Loser, and this is a decades-long study, lots of people. Exercisers, in fact, showed the greatest relative declines in their resting metabolic rates over people that did not exercise. So the people that are exercising, their bodies go into another level of DEFCON 1 around, oh my God, we've got to get this weight back up, and we're burning lots of uh, calories exercising, so we got to drop it even further. Wow. It's What's just... it going to take to evolve out of this? I mean, as I said earlier, all your body recognizes is trends. It doesn't recognize starting points and end points. I mean, if you go from 440 pounds to 400 pounds, your body reacts like you went from 160 to 120. All it cares about is that you've lost a lot of weight. Aruga, aruga. This idea around the exercise thing grew out of a 2012 study showing that highly active hunter-gatherers in Tanzania burn about the same relative number of calories every day as the rest of us who don't chase antelope around all day every day. They went in to figure out why the tribespeople's bodies were automatically compensating for the calories that they burned while hunting for food by decreasing their physiological activities. So they would kind of half jog most of the day and not burn any more calories than those of us who don't exercise even close to the same amount. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, I will interject again that there are many advantages to exercising that have nothing to do with weight. just makes you stronger, fitter, good for your heart, your lungs. It'll keep you alive longer. It'll strengthen your bones. There are just so many reasons to do it. But let's Depression. face it, I, you, everybody. Yeah, that's right. It's great for your emotional health. I'm glad you said that. But I, you, everybody always thinks, yeah, and I'll lose some weight, too. Well, and you might, just not as much as you'd hope. <laughs> no. It's, uh, yeah, well, I... So at the very end of the article, man, I read this very, very long article, and it seemed to me that they were trying to like give you a ray of sunshine at the end because it didn't really quite fit in with the data that they'd laid out previously. But um, of the people from The Biggest Loser that did keep the weight off, the people that exercised tended to have better luck than the ones who didn't. But who knows what else goes along with some of that. Um, in general, I would say my takeaway is, it's got to be about what you eat. You can't count on exercise to be the thing that's going to make you lose weight or keep it off. You got to, you got to, you got to, I, I have to concentrate on the stuff I'm jamming in my pie hole. Hopefully not pie, because you can't go for a run and expect that that's going to be the answer. Right. Damn and especially it. as you get older, your joints will never put up with it. Well, you Damn just it. keep exercising moderately, eat smart, and do your best. Eat smart. You eat smart. <laughs> I still got a gallbladder. <laughs> I wonder when I'll finally have the guts to eat something big and greasy and cheesy. Right now, I've got the feeling like it, like I'm hungry right now. If you put a piece of pizza in front of me, I'd be, ooh, get away, get away. Mm. My body is just saying no, because 
I went big that last night before I had my gallbladder attack. Yeah. Big plate of potatoes. Tons of butter on it. Oof. Salt and pepper. It was so good. But I was screaming in pain a couple hours later and in an ambulance. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, it was a fine meal. Other than that, it was great. I don't know if I'll have the guts to eat a big piece of pizza ever again. I don't know. No guts to fill your guts. Maybe not. Well, that's all right. You can live a happy life without it. Oh, yeah, sure. It'd probably be good for me. Yeah, probably so. Man, so many things I want to get to this week, and we're just not going to get to them probably. I mean, you had uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. The stolen valor guy, you remember him? Uh, he actually appeared with a communist organization for their awards ceremony. The Co- Connecticut Communist Party Awards Ceremony. Um, just unbelievable. <laughs> and at some point he said, now I might not agree with everything, blah, 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 but it's an honor to be here. Really excited and honored to be with you. Uh, he need not agree with every organization in honor to order the three or honor the three award winners, blah, blah, blah. Dick Blumenthal is is a waste of skin. He's terrible. A waste we, of skin. Well, that's a that's a criticism. We mentioned earlier that Mayor London Breed of San Francisco, after cutting one hundred and twenty million dollars from the various police budgets, has done a completely reverse of course. And is now cracking down on crime, begging the cops to do more, hiring more cops, asking for emergency funding to fund the cops. It's uh, fund the cops. It's unbelievable. Leah Thomas, the UPenn transgender swimmer, who's breaking all the records and beating all of her teammates. Now, it turns out her teammates don't like it a bit. The school's telling them, shut up. And the coach is telling them, shut up. But they're speaking out. A couple of them did an interview with Outkick.com saying, uh, this is terrible, it's humiliating. No matter how hard we work, how hard we train, we'll never win again. And for some reason, they resent that, just because this gal was a guy until a year ago or two years, whatever. Denver Area Elementary School planning a Families of Color playground night in the name of equity. That's right, racially segregated playgrounds in the name of racial harmony. Yeah, I saw that. Somebody did a good side-by-side picture from uh, Jim Crow 60s of blacks only and whites only water fountains and then a uh picture of the um the sign there at the school talking about the coloreds only what term what term people only that's funny i just use coloreds which is the sort of thing that can get you fired people of color right the preferred term uh people of color playground and how is that a step forward and not a step backwards to well, it is. And the same time? people recognize that. Racism is racism, even if Ibram X. Kendi is pushing it and Robin D'Angelo, that God. merchant of horse S fraud. How do you explain to your little kid why, no, you can't play in that group because you're the wrong color? In you the name of ending racism. Wow. That's so horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is. It's absolutely inexcusable. Uh, Latino votes. This is a Democratic polling firm reporting that four in 10 Latinos who voted in 2020 are concerned about Democrats embracing socialism. 40% and growing rapidly. And among Latinos who, who crossed the line to vote uh, Republican, 71% of those folks were concerned about Democrats embracing socialism or leftist politics. So Latinos, Hispanic folks, are heading right as fast as they can, which is really interesting. 
And then they also go into the poll that only 2% of U.S. Hispanics use the term Latinx and 20 times as many resent it. So nice job, woke, white suburbanites in alienating Latinos. I'm glad. I'm glad. Hispanic folks are, to a very large extent, hardworking, religious, family-revering, good people who will vote for American principles and policies. And, And welcome, my friends. Welcome to yeah. conservatism. That'll be an interesting thing to watch over the coming years. Do we want to finish strong or weak? Yeah, it's not so much what I want to do. It's uh, you know, what's it's kind of it's kind of the last show of the year. I mean, the last show of the year is tomorrow. We'll have all the clips of the year, and then probably at the end of uh, we'll make either our predictions or new year's eve resolutions or whatever it is we do on the last show of the year but oh yeah somebody's got to figure that out and remind me so i have some ready (laughs) clips of the year tomorrow will be fun but we'll finish strong for today coming up next armstrong and getty Chinese President Xi Jinping met virtually with Russian President Vladimir Putin. They didn't talk, uh, even though they just spent an hour exchanging maniacal laughter. (laughs) At one point, Xi called Putin his old friend, and Putin called Xi his dear friend. Then they ended the call like, you hack us first. No, you hack us first. Oh, no, you, you hack us first. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that uh, Putin and uh, Xi getting together ain't, uh, ain't a good deal. To a certain extent, I think the two of them just like rattling everybody's cages all around the world. Just, hey, man, they're scared. We're even talking. But there are some people that actually think it's not outside of the realm of possibility that China moves on Taiwan at exactly the same time as Russia moves on Ukraine, and the world would be like, what do we do here? I guess we let them both have what they want. Yeah, and it might not even get to something that extreme. It could be as simple as, you know, they agree that if Putin wants to pull, a, you know, pull some move that most of the world does not approve of, China says, we'll run some interference. We'll threaten uh some relationship, some trade relationship, or we'll we'll make noises that you better leave Russia alone. And then when China uh, tries to do something horrendous, so Russia will say, "Oh, if you like your natural gas, you stop criticizing China." You know that sort of thing. They'll just be temporary buddies. You know, like a I'm couple just... of criminals that have each other's back as they commit various crimes for a while. I was standing in line at the Best Buy last night, and I fell prey to the they put stuff for sale right there where you're waiting in line thinking you might make an impulse buy. And I made an impulse buy on uh, reading glasses that have the yellow tint on them that's supposed to take the blue light out of computer screens. Hmm. So this is the first time I've ever had a pair of these. The um, uh, And I like it a lot. I, can't, um, I, I, I will wear nothing but this. I'll bet in the near future everybody is wearing yellow tinted glasses all the time. Hmm. It's it's amazing how relaxing it is to your eyeballs to look at a computer screen with the blue light sucked out of it. Wow, I just suppose I won't know what I'm missing till I give it a try. And if I remember correctly, in that blue light, that's the stuff that keeps you awake and messes with all kinds of things. 
If I remember correctly, the only reason there is that blue light coming out of your computer is because of the movie Blade Runner, which was a futuristic movie before all of us had computers. But their computers in that in those in those movies had a blue light coming out of them. And early computer manufacturers just kind of went with this is what it's supposed to look like. Shut up. I think really? I read that that that's the that's really the only reason we have the blue light in computers. And it's terrible for our um, for our brains and our eyes and everything. Wow, are you sure that's? Listen, Bar, you son numb for something. I mean, what? Listen, Bal, you're some. Get ready, Bal. You're gonna enter a problem. Get ready, Bal. You're gonna. You're what? Say one more time. (laughs) Get ready, Bal. You're gonna enter a problem. You're gonna enter for a problem. And that was his big giant applause line. Now that Boy. second part about that part about Blade Runner might be an old wives' tale that I was misled on, but it is true that the blue light coming out of your computer is bad for you, and that the these yellow blue light glasses are great. I really really like them. Did you see this yesterday? Jen Psaki, spokesman for the White House, blamed the increase in meat prices on the greed of meat conglomerates. Oh, for goodness' sakes! As Charles C. W. Cook tweeted out. This is the evil brilliance of the plan, you see. They waited until we had a period of generalized inflation, and then they struck without mercy. (laughs) Uh, When you can't get workers, where they're struggling to get workers and having to pay them more and more, they waited till that moment to raise their prices. Or, as Charlie Cook also pointed out, it is so fantastic that none of them was willing to break out of this pact and undercut the other with a lower price and make all the money. Because if you're really greedy and you're just inflating it for the hell of it, because this is the way the free market works, one of these companies would charge less because they'd sell all the meat and make all the money. Correct. So maybe the reason the prices are higher has got all kinds of do- stuff to do with what Joe just mentioned, supply chain, uh, labor costs, etc., etc. Now, she blamed it on the greed of the meat conglomerates. Another crime wow. against humanity by big meat. Got People the want the beef. And their belief that any time a price comes, goes up, it's because of greed. What the hell? There's already an Elvis of Throatsy now presenting Armstrong and Getty. Awesome. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Wears me out. <laughs> hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. He's our technical director in the control room, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, tomorrow is always my favorite show, too, Joe. I, it's the only show where there's pizza in the studio, beer in the studio. I could just walk around in my boxers. It's just it's just great. <laughs> wow. I, uh, make sure you wear a pair that the fly stays closed this year, yeah. would you? Uh, young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, final thought for us? You know, this is the first time I've heard of the end-of-the-year show, clips of the year. Uh, after hearing that, Michael, I don't think I'm going to come in tomorrow. I might call in sick. It's easy hours, man. You lay around with your headphones on laughing. Jack, do you have a final thought to share with us? Oh, yeah, the whole drink and eat and walking around in our underwear during the show thing. I'm going to be in my cups, your cups. Four sheets to the wind, whatever it takes. As many sheets as necessary. I do like the year-end show. It's always fascinating. I'm not kidding. Fascinating. I hope you can tune in. 
My final thought, I have a brilliant exercise idea. Even though it might not do me a lot of good, I need a pop-up treadmill in every room, including the radio studio. It's my innovation. It's my $10 million idea. You would just press a button. A treadmill would pop up in front of the sink as you do the dishes. A treadmill in the living room to watch TV. A treadmill to do the show. Judy started making her gingerbread cookies, and I am defenseless against them. I, I, I eat like I'm a bear. How many do you think you ate last night? I don't know. 50. I don't know. It's hard to say. 50? No, not that many. Not just too many. Way too many. How about this? Instead of a raw number, triple what any reasonable person would have. I know how this works. You said 50 so that the real number wouldn't seem as shocking. Shut up. (laughs) Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Then when you say 15, people think, oh, well, it's not 50. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. Get ready, pal. You're going to enter a problem. This is the United States of America, for God's sake. Glad bad to have care. Screw it. I'm leaving. Be sure to watch your language. And less tolerant of all the bull. Do you understand? No! Oh, this is gay. Come on. So let's go out with a bang. Here, are you ready? It's going to be pathetic. That's it. Oh, that's, what? What was that? I know. That's no pop at all. Oh, my God. Only show in America doing this, folks. (laughs) Thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.